absolutely assume everyone is in is a network and you have one i do have a ton of people who i have something in common with we all do welcome once again to this episode of the world of work podcast the wow i'm pavagranati and today we will talk about networking and networking is not only important if you're looking for a job it's just an important skill to be able to to master or at least feel comfortable with and for the session i'm joined actually by a panel by two guest speakers susan Kay and sunita malhotra now you've already met susan in the second episode of the wow when we talked about managing transitions she has this unique combination right of hr professional experience and our placement experience in career counseling and the second panelist is sunita sunita manholtra who's the owner and managing director of people insights she consults globally in strategic human resources is an executive coach and in addition is also a professor in several different universities she has lived and worked in four countries india usa switzerland belgium has worked in large global organizations across five different industries and has extensive experience in sales marketing hr and of course entrepreneurship so fascinating panel and just the right panel to talk about the art of networking with a sense of community in mind so let's tune into the conversation starting point for me has always been to basically remind people that even if they think they don't have a network they do everyone has a network and that's the first starting point is to get people to understand that networking is not this incredibly grand thing that only top corporate uh, leaders can do networking is something we do all the time in our whole life we spend you know we we spend our time asking friends and people we know or where they would suggest we go and eat we listen to other recommendations when we look for a doctor we you know very rarely just pick up pick up the internet and go and take the first name we find we work for everything we do in life we work on recommendations and so we all do have a network the problem is most people don't realize it and so the starting point for me is always sit down and just you know take a deep breath and first of all accept and say to yourself you do have a network because you do everyone does mm-hmm. and it starts with people who are close to you and it starts with your family friends i mean just already that very very close network is huge uh and then you start expanding and i like to draw it out as if there are a whole lot of rooms in a house and in each room there's a group of people there's one group that one room that holds the family there's one room that holds your friends there's one room that holds the people you went to school with the people you worked with the people that you do sports with your neighbors uh the people who work in the stores you go and uh, shop in um the suppliers who you've bought things from etc and all these different all these different places and rooms full of people coming from different walks of life and that's the starting point to say you know already how many people do i know most people a lot of people will say oh i don't really know anyone but then you start going through these little rooms in fact everyone knows at least 3 to 500 people i didn't spend necessarily a huge amount of time with them i do have a ton of people who i have something in common with we all do so actually you're you're taking it 
already from the socialization point of view. You're already taking, let's say, from a sense of community point of view to kind of start from there, right? Start from because, your inner yeah. circle of the people who you already know you're interacting with. It could start from family, from friends, community teachers, schools. Yeah, because, because networking is scary to most people. And so the best way to start networking and start practicing on talking to other people about yourself and about what you want and about what you're looking for and about how they could maybe help you. It's a lot easier to start with people who are close to you who are going to be forgiving if you mess up in how you're doing it because at first it's uncomfortable. Well, the giving side for me of networking is you make other people feel good. Put it the other way around. What you're doing for them is giving them an opportunity to feel way better. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for that perspective. Sunita, what, what, what would you add to that? What are your insights on, on this topic? Actually, I'm going to add to a couple of things that Suzanne said, but before I do that, I just want to take a step back because I think we need to define what's the principle behind networking because the word is used so often and in some cultures it even has a negative connotation because so first it's to demystify that it's not a bad thing, right? And for me, if, if I define the principle of networking in one line, it would be finding people who can introduce you to other people to build long-term relationships. Um, it's not about finding a job or it's not about getting, just getting. And that's to link to what you said, Paula, that's a bit the getting and the giving that has to be balanced, you know, for, for networking to be really good. Now, having said that, I'd love to add two points to, I think what uh, Suzanne said and add uh, another one that I was reflecting on. So the first is, absolutely assume everyone is in is a network and you have one and i can say that for myself because when i opened my own company after many many years of corporate life i sat there and i went oh my god i haven't been networking who is going to be my client and exactly what suzanne said when i started to do that one after the other i realized a supplier became a client previous employee became a client and and it just went on so assume everyone is a network. And I love this, the analogy that Susan said about rooms. So go and just sit down and pick a list on a, on a blank sheet of paper. The other thing I would add, I think, is it is about give and take. And it is lovely when you go to people and you start with, I'd love your advice. Because there are very, very few people who don't like to give advice or like to help. And the moment you do that, to Suzanne's point, they get something because they gave advice. And you get something because you actually got something from it. So so it's a win-win. And the only other piece I would add before I turn it over to you again, Paula, on this one is many, many times what I found people don't do is they go into networking as if it's socializing. And for me, there's a difference because socializing is a bit of chit-chat if I'm going to use you know, the slang. But networking, you still do need to have a clear objective in mind. You need to know where you want to go. Why are you building this network? And it could just be to build a lifelong friend. And that's okay. Because, you know, many of my networks today, are my, uh, I have long-term friendships and, and mentors from there. So have a clear objective in mind. So again, assume everyone's a network, give advice, and at the same time, have a clear objective when you, you, know, when you get there. I think that's, uh, that's very important, actually, framing it, right? Because uh, there is a risk, otherwise, of um, mixing up terminologies and uh, and when you mix them up there is a sense of a little bit confusion right like what's ultimately the objective of networking you know what's the ultimate purpose of it uh, um, because there is a difference if we have different languages it's because it's probably to 
talk about different concepts. One thing is socialization. Another thing is, you know, the, the, the actual networking. And, and I like what both of you said in terms of, well, in the first case, you know, the sense of different rooms, explore the rooms that are already near you, open them and see from those rooms where, where, where else it could lead you. Um, it's a little bit like seeing individuals as, as connectors uh, in this landscape, uh, right? And, and to have an objective in mind to kind of say, okay, well, what do I want from this conversation? You know, is it to be able to have the next conversation with that same person or is it you know, perhaps to get to meet somebody else thanks to this um, interaction? I'm wondering whether you know either one of you or both of you um, could share or can think of a particularly you know horrific networking situation, which uh, it, which kind of gives a sense of what to avoid or what you know what is it that you've seen and that you you would like to tell people out there absolutely you know just stay away from that don't do that you know perhaps uh, Susan you would like to to chime in I saw you were actually uh, nodding, Sunita's nodding as well, but uh, I, I, Susan started nodding first. Go ahead, Susan. Okay, well, yes, I, having you know, used, uh, been, been sort of involved in, in networking, mainly with people who were on the job market, or most of my examples are linked to, to people who are, who are searching for a job. And, and, and I think the big, big, big no-no is when I get someone who comes back and says, yeah, but networking's no use. I've contacted everyone and no one has a job for me. And I look and I say, um, wait a second, you contacted everyone and what did you say to them? Well, I asked them if they had a job. Well, that is an absolute no-no. I mean, you will kill your entire network if you do that. That makes, it makes no sense because the first thing you mustn't do when you're networking is scare the person in front of you. And if you walk up to someone and you ask them if they have a job for you, then you're putting them basically in the position that the only thing they can answer is no. The person who just goes out and asks directly what they, and, and then gets a no answer, is basically, you know, not networking. Not They're networking. begging and, and it's useless. And actually it, it reminds me of, of something, because here we're talking about the world of work, right? And it's kind of contextualized in terms of finding a job and looking for a job and, and kind of networking your way so that you see what are the opportunities out there and kind of connect with folks that may be able to help you or not. But, but when you are talking about those examples, I'm also reflecting in our jobs as HR professionals, very often we were confronted with those situations, right? Of people all of a sudden out of the blue, do you have a job for me? It is always a fine balance between what, you, what your objective is but as well on how you go about the human relationship and the human relations. We, we do need to be mindful right, on, how, on how we go about this. But yeah, those are some mistakes. Those are some watch outs that it's not only for people looking for a job, but it's also individuals selling services or providing services to, to companies who are looking for clients to kind of say, you know, there's, there are ways and ways of going about it. Sunita, uh, I, I give it to you after my long-winded as well comments. One similarity, I think, again, to what both of you said, um, and for me, I just frame it in a different way. I think what happens many times when people go to the network is because they want something. And I think, as Susan said, when you ask somebody for a job, they hit the wall. I mean, that's absolute no-no. But imagine they go to the next step. The worst thing I've seen is people don't follow up. 
Um, and then they don't follow up with the network because it's not only give, right? It's give and take and give and take. So it's both. So it's like, oh, now I'm done with you and I don't need you anymore. And that will reflect. And that goes back to it not being a long-term relationship. So for me, that's a huge watch out. I've seen many people do it um, and they do it often because again, we go back to the principle, right? Why are you doing this? Are you doing it because you want a job or because you want to build this relationship? Because it's really about building the relationship. And sometimes I see it and you know, when we could do cocktail parties and now I know there are virtual cocktail parties, um, but when you could do cocktail parties, the worst thing is when somebody comes to me and says, oh my God, my entire business card, which you know used to exist and probably still exists in some markets, is over. I've given out 300 business cards. That's not networking, right? Um, and, and there for me, the very practical tip is be genuine, be authentic. If you are, happen to be in, in a physical face-to-face -face, you know, cocktail party, go and find people that you will connect with right away. There's a chemistry. Chat with one or two people because the aim is to build a long-term relationship. So if you get one business card that you know you're really going to follow up, that person, you can give something and get something and it's a long-term relationship, that's networking. So, you know, what it is and what it isn't from what I've seen. And how, how much work is networking, actually? Your experience, um, you know, Susan, you've been, uh, you've been supporting as an executive coach as well, individuals in their career counseling. But so how much work is into it? A lot. A lot. If you want to, I mean, if you, if you, if it's a very, very powerful way, as Sunita was just saying, of building relationships. And, and I, and I, you know, I, I really like that wording because it's not about just getting connections or business cards. That makes absolutely no sense. That's collecting and collecting is, is, is useless. You need to build the relationships. But to do it properly, you need to go back to, again, what Sunita said, you need to be clear about why you're doing it. So the first thing, especially if you're on the job market, is you need to have a pretty clear, you need to understand your professional objective and be able to talk about it clearly. And you need to be able to talk about yourself clearly. And all that in a very quick, short, snappy time frame so that you, you're not going to have a monologue of five minutes to introduce yourself to someone. You need to be able to get a few words through quickly as to who you are. But you, need to, you need to get the person to understand what it, is, what it is you're interested in. Now, all this is going to take time and you don't necessarily immediately give everything out. Don't just make a phone call, get an appointment, and, and from that appointment, get a job. No. You, first, you have to go through and take the time to look at your network. And that, you know, you've got contacts on your phone. You've got LinkedIn contacts. You've got Facebook contacts. You've got friends around. You've got neighbors. If you want to, you know, just understand what your network is, that's going to take time. And then you're going to identify, you know, you're going to have to prepare yourself and identify who you want to get in touch with. And then you're going to pick up that phone or send that email and there'll be no answer. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, they're not interested, useless. No, as Sunita said, you follow up. The person you sent the email to, you're not their priority. It doesn't mean they don't want to get back to you if they didn't get back to you within the five minutes you sent the email. They didn't have time to get back to you. And so you have to, you know, without harassing, but you have to pursue. And so just getting an appointment with someone can take, you know, several trials and it can go over several days and weeks 
And, it, you know, it takes time. And, you know, I used to encourage my candidates to spend, you know, as much as 80% of their search time on networking, which is, you know, the research, yeah. the mm-hmm. making appointments, the understanding, researching your market as well. You know, who are you trying to contact? If you want to get in touch with someone, you need to know who they are. Go and look them up. Don't just go in blind. So, yes, it's a lot of time. It's, it, it's hugely, but it leads to a lot of results if you're patient. But like when you plant seeds in a garden, you have to water them. Right. If you don't water them, they won't grow. And, and also be wary which garden you're planting your seeds. I mean, just make sure you're, first of all, that you know what seeds to plant. And then you have to, to know your, your point, seeds. yeah, you have to know your garden of reference, Absolutely. right? You're not going to be planting seeds uh, everywhere. And, mm. and it, I think that's perhaps why it, there is such a, there is the word work in networking, because it is actually in this as well, very different from socializing. It's very different from just going out. Mm. And meeting people, it is, from what I hear you say, even just before the act of networking, it requires, you know, careful research, being clear on uh, what you're looking for and the type of people you want to meet and even connect with. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty broad, right? It's, it's beyond just the opening the rooms it's also knowing which rooms that might not be closest to you but which ones you want to uh, explore tap into and knock at their door um, which then would lead me of course to uh, another question uh, Sunita although you know it's, it was linked as well how much work does it require to network but but it's also when do you stop so like imagine you're knocking at a door <laughs> and you were talking about follow-up so you knock again and and maybe one day somebody opens but they don't let you in and they say oh come back and so you try again you come back they still don't let you in what what would your thoughts be on that what would you recommend folks to do when do you stop knocking at people's doors for me networking i guess the word work implies somewhere the world of work, you know, since we are in the WOW um, podcast episode, um, that's one. And then the second is work. And, and I think, you know, Susan being the expert has talked a lot about that, right? For me, it goes back to what is it you want? Uh, what is it you don't want when you're looking at your reference market? Because, you know, people, as I work with executives or even with younger generations now getting into the world of work, they say, well, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do you cannot do everything, right? So you need to almost have your target list of industries or your target list of functions, and especially when you're more senior and doing executive coaching, they want to change, you know, where they actually want to go. So what is it you want and what is it you don't want before you even start networking? Because that's going to actually drive your objective. And then, you know, and, and the rest, I think we've talked about, you know, having the list, knowing when to go, and also appreciating what is it that you can give? Because I think, become very practical. You know, your first conversation with somebody, you, you ask for their advice. Then you have a conversation. You talk about your skills, um, your competencies. You talk about the culture you like. You talk about, ask them questions about what they like. Because many times companies, and then I think, Susan, you probably know this even better than um, both of us do, they have roles that are created that are not all published out there. They're, you know, hidden jobs, so to speak. 
you're talking to somebody, you, you see a skill set and you're thinking, wow, I can actually take this marketing skill and I can create something. We all know that, right? Having been in HR. Um, so startups, especially, I mean, I deal with a lot of startups now. They don't, you know, have old, you know, school job descriptions, et cetera. They talk to somebody and say, wow, that's interesting. Let me introduce you to somebody else and then to somebody else. And you can have loads and loads of conversations. And the way I, again, look at it, you have to love it. So it's somewhere you don't have the belief that you want to build genuine relationships. You want to give and take. It's a long-term process. It's like a sales process, right? I mean, you're selling something. You may never get the business, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to talk to somebody else and say, hey, you know what? I love this individual. Why don't you go and have a chat with them? It's just so much fun talking with this person. Then guess what, right? So for me, the answer to the question point blank is you never stop knocking. You just decide without harassing somebody, have you knocked on the door, but actually they're sitting by the window, then you go and you find a way to get the window open, you know, and I'm talking about, is it LinkedIn? I'm talking about virtual networks. Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Um, if we are talking about social media or are you approaching it totally differently? Then you take a step back and you say, well, am I doing something wrong can i do something different is this really the right contact or am i chasing up you know something that that actually doesn't make sense and sometimes it can happen that somebody's not interested then see what you can offer them so you don't end the network you offer them something you offer to give them something and you move on eventually they'll come back to you and say hey you know what you offered us this let's give you this I mean, that's how i look at it and, and that's been my personal experience I have, you know, loads of people that I have not my clients. They've actually become friends. Uh, some of them I get my guest speakers who are coming and teaching my younger students. So they got something. I got something. So never stop. And to, to the listeners out there, now you know why I decided to, uh, to welcome and invite Susan and Sunita to this uh, podcast because they are great examples of, of individuals who not only love to network, but know how to do it and know how to do it very genuinely but you've also worked like me in technical environments and you've also worked like me in well scientific or engineering or you know where the profiles of the individuals you know they're in it for the science they're passionate about what they do um in terms of the science they're perhaps a little less passionate about the human interaction and relation at least that has been my experience having worked with many engineers or scientists in the, in the past, uh, so they don't necessarily, you know, enjoy uh, the art, let's put it this way, of, mm -hmm. of, of networking and connecting with the human, uh, which by definition will be unpredictable, you know, in the sense you may knock the door, but you don't know, right? If uh, it's not a scientific formula, you don't know exactly how the person may or may not react. What, what would you recommend they do? I can just tell you what I've done with some and work with some of the research and development people that I, that I work with. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, right? I mean, there are different types of individuals in the world, thank God. Um, for me, the word net is important for them and not the work, if you will. Because the concept of net, again, is the connection with things with people because this is not necessarily only human interaction related right it's about discovery it's about exploration 
And I know when you ask us to reflect, you were asking us to think about movies. And the movie that came to my mind was Alice in Wonderland. And that would be a movie that I would be, use the analogy with the sciences. You know, it's about exploration. It's about experimentation. It's like, oh, what am I going to find there? How am I actually going to reach that individual? So it's more about the technical aspects of reaching the individual. I mean, I've tried it with a few. It seemed to work. Um, and then actually saying, oh, you need to reach that person because you want, you know, want to do it. So it's, it's the dynamics of getting there and the exploration and what you might discover in this new world. And I'm speaking to really pure research people that I work with, right? Because that's a cell, um, you know, to say, hey, and then saying, what can you actually get from that person that might add to what you're doing? So it's always about the purpose for me, for them, and going deeper in the purpose, because my experience has shown that initially it's hard, but once you get the, the, the art research and development people to reflect, they become incredible at it because they go so deep they go so profound they're even better than some of the you know commercial people that i've worked with who just kind of do the social butterfly thing which doesn't you know work i don't know that's just my experience i'm not saying it's easy right but it doesn't sound like it's too difficult either as long as you enjoy it and you allow yourself to explore it and social butterflying is okay i guess but it should be really targeted to have an objective in your mind we do love marketing folks by the way don't get us wrong just like we do love all kinds of profiles make sure you tune in to the part two of this episode on networking we will continue a little bit more into detail in terms of the different profiles and how people may leverage their strengths actually in their networking depending if they're more technically driven analytic logic or if they are more relational driven and of course we will cover many other topics so tune in to part two all you need to do is subscribe and give us your email address and we will give you access to the private part of the wow of the world of work podcast until the next time as always take good care